All right, everyone. Before we kick off today's episode, we have to introduce you to our incredible sponsor, Champions Round. Competing with friends in fantasy doesn't stop at the final whistle. And on Champions Round, you can take your fantasy game to the next level since they are the micro-fantasy sports platform. Champions Round is the only round-based fantasy sports game with four to six week long fantasy competitions. So they break up the season into small chunks, giving you more chances to draft the perfect team and of course, to win. You can do your mock drafts, play PPR, play with friends, with family, or even us. Play with us, your draft queens. So go on, download the Champions Round app right now and use code DQ when you download. This is very important. It's very important. Use code DQ when you download because if you do, you get $22 free. And that's $22 like the king, Derrick Henry. Download the Champions Round app on the App Store or Google Play Store to play today. All right. And now let's get into today's episode. everybody it's your draft queens kate and shell and if you if you don't already know you are hearing from two winning fantasy teams today on the microphone michelle happy week four of fantasy but before we talk about week four congratulations on a very important week for your fantasy game how did week three go for you you know, I'm three and zero. I'm I'm right up there in the uh, in the likes of the Cardinals, the Rams, the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Panthers. So I feel pretty good about being three and zero. And you know what? I'm not gonna lie to you, Kate. It was a little bit of a scary matchup last week. I uh, I, mm. I got a little I got a little cute. Uh, I played James White. I thought he had a great matchup. He got an injury really early. Scored me no points. Uh, so it was a scary week, but I pulled it out, and uh, I'm sitting pretty at the top of our DQ league. Wow, that is... You know, if you don't have people laying a goose egg, what fun is it anyway? What fun is that? <laughs> I mean, week two, I had Corey Davis leave me a goose egg, and last week, I had the Buccaneers defense leave me a goose egg. But you know what? There's been a lot of goose eggs being dropped. I'm sorry that yours was James White. I'm actually very sad to see that he... Uh, he is well. We'll get into the injury report soon. But that being said, three and zero feels really, really good. Congratulations! Thank You're in the you. number one spot. You're in the number one I, spot there. I know. I feel great. I think I'm the only one left in our. I think I'm the only one left in our league that is undefeated. Am I? Am I? Oh no! Wow. There is there is one other person that is also undefeated in our league. I am just outscoring them in points. So I'm not sitting all alone quite yet. But we'll see what happens in week four. We'll see. I mean, I uh, the only reason that I'm not in the three and O club is because the person who is in second and also three and O with you be me. So ah. I'm I'm locking up the third spot, but I'm trailing very closely to you two. So uh, sleep with one eye open over there. Oh, I I will. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a big week. <laughs> so I'm not getting too far ahead of myself. But uh, we got a really exciting week to talk about, and we'll get into all of our start sits. But I just have to say one thing. Yes, if just one. The folks oh, should today be. Oh my gosh, today should be just one thing with Michelle because I didn't have a just one thing, but you do. 
well, my just one thing is definitely football related, but I'm, yes, I'm very happy to do just one thing. I just feel like this is a PSA to everybody listening to clear your schedules for Sunday night football, because basically it is the movie of Tom Brady continues. Like remember last year we talked about like, he goes to the, he goes to the Buccaneers and will he win the Super Bowl? Oh, and he'll win the Super Bowl, you know, at his home field, which never happens. Well, Mm -hmm. guess what folks? The story continues, the movie goes on, because this Sunday night, Tom Brady, I was going to say his middle name, but I don't know what it is. Tom Brady goes Tom back to Foxborough. Tom Brady. How about <laughs> That's, that? Yeah, that makes sense. He goes back to Foxborough to face the Patriots and Bill Belichick for the first time, and, and he is about 100 and some odd yards away from taking over the all-time passing yards number one spot so it's like Mm -hmm. seriously who wrote this movie if y'all didn't know that now you do clear your schedule for sunday night i don't care if you don't like tom brady i don't care if you don't like the Patriots. i don't care i don't care if you like football and you like sports you should be watching this game on sunday night that is the end of my just one thing psa this is the end of my ted talk thank you Really, really great job with just one thing today, because I did come into this thinking, (laughs) what is my just one thing? And I'm really glad you have one. I also think it's a it's a really timely week for this game to be happening, not just because it's the Bucks playing the Patriots. It's Bill Belichick playing Tom Brady. It's iconic in so many ways. There is also this week and we're going to talk about this on Monday's episode of the huddle. So stay tuned on Monday at 8 a.m. on our feed. Um, But on Monday, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the book that dropped the timely book that dropped this week which is basically an expose it's 500 pages long maybe 600 pages and it is about uh the rise and unraveling of tom brady bill belichick and robert Kraft. and so all of this is coming to a head at a really interesting time um i do think like if you you said it perfectly though if you are a sports fan you gotta watch Sunday Night Football this week because it's iconic it. in a million. It could be the last time that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick ever face off or are on the field together. Who knows? Must watch. Everybody, be on your couches and uh, and watch. But speaking of speaking of uh, week four, uh, I think real quick before we get into our uh, our stardom situm piece here. Another week, another round of injuries, Kate. It just, you know, I hate this segment. I hate this part of the show, but it is necessary, especially in fantasy world. Most of you probably know about these things already, and you're crying somewhere in your fantasy corner. I understand. But, oh, CMC owners, man, that is Mm -hmm. is a rough one. It is a rough one. Christian McCaffrey, you know, left the game out injury it's just you can't you can't even make this stuff up you just you can't and you just feel so bad for this guy after what happened last year um cmc owners not really happy uh yikes noteworthy injury number Mm -hmm. one of of going into week four um we mentioned james white i feel the same way i feel bad for myself for fantasy but i feel worse for james white because i love him and i think he's a he's a integral part of the patriots defense so that is a huge loss for the Patriots, as well as my own fantasy team. Uh, keep a lookout. Dalvin Cook, still questionable for for the four, you know, for week four. That one sucked for me last week. He did not play. Had to make some last-minute adjustments. Keep your eye on that one. Look, they don't want to hurt him for the long term of this season. 
Um, I think he probably could have gone last week, but I just think they're, you know, the Vikings are trying to play it safe. You do not want to injure this guy week three of your 18-week season. So Dalvin Cook owners, keep an eye on him. Same with Juju Smith and Deontay. Like, multiple guys getting hurt in Pittsburgh. Um, Keep an eye, you know, on both of those guys. Your boy, A.J. Brown, what happened? What happened? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And also, they're uh, Julio Jones, same thing. Probably not playing this week. I mean, hey. it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a big week for Derrick Henry. I'm I'm thinking, but yeah, I don't know. AJ Brown sitting, and to round out the the noteworthy injuries for this week, we've got Sterling Shepard who's sitting for the Giants. So, so another slew of big ones. And uh, I I think the moral of this story is, you cannot stay sleepy on your fantasy teams you have to continue to through week four and through the rest of the season if you want to win your league you have to stay on the waivers you have to stay nimble and you have to be looking for the next best thing you do and the only other thing I will say just as a a tidbit of advice before stardom sit is most leagues should have at least one if not two IR spots some of these guys are on IR and may come back this season so utilize those IR spots uh, for obviously the guys that, you know, uh, unfortunately have like season ending injuries, you don't need to hold them in your lineups, but just pay extra close attention because there, there's a reason that there are IR slots on your fantasy roster. And so if some of these guys have four, six, eight week injuries and you feel really strongly, you know, about making sure you don't give those guys up, use the IR spots. Don't just send them out, you know, on the waiver. So pay extra close attention to uh, the diagnosis, if you will. I love Love, love, love that advice. I would give it too. Um, I also, yeah, I I was taking that advice this this morning. We're recording on a on our waiver Wednesdays, um, but I was taking that advice today in looking for IRs to stash in my IR spot since I don't have anyone in that spot right now. So use it wisely. Know your league. But without further ado, knowing the noteworthy injuries, we can recommend who you should start and who you should sit for week four. So let's get into it. Before we start with week four stardom, of course, as always, as every week, we are presenting this stardom sit segment for week four by our sponsor, Champions Round. And Champions Round is a ton of fun because you can play micro-fantasy sports. And when we say micro-fantasy, yeah, you can play for four to six weeks and redraft a team and bet on them every four weeks. So if you are not happy in week four, you can go download on either the App Store or the Google Play Store. Uh, You can go download Champions Round and you can go draft a team for week five and play for a couple weeks. Draft a new team. Go have some fun. Make some money. And only from this podcast, if you sign up and use promo code DQ, importantly, use promo code DQ once you sign up because you get $22 free for when you build your team. And that's 22, like our dear Derek Henry, who is going to have a big week this week. So without further ado, let's talk about running backs and let's start with Derek Henry. Uh, just 
just going to get a lot of targets this week. He is always a sit, but uh, the ascension is very, very real. So Derrick Henry is going to get a lot of looks with A.J. Brown and potentially Julio Jones sitting this for, uh, in this week four spot. So uh, I'm feeling very confident with Derrick Henry. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good about that. Is there anyone else we should be looking forward to given the injury report, you think? Yeah, I mean, look, Derrick Henry is an obvious start. We know that. Um, But I think for folks that are in a PPR league, uh, it's going to bode even better for you. He's usually a beast on the ground and gets in the end zone. But as Kate just said, there may be more targets coming his way, which in a PPR league or even half PPR is going to make Derrick Henry even more valuable this week. So um, you're obviously starting him. Uh, Hopefully he gets you a big win. Hopefully he gets me a big win so I can go 4-0 this week. Um, other names, That's right? Names we haven't really talked about quite yet, but Najee Harris, uh, definitely, uh, get him in your starting lineup. If he hasn't been, he's definitely been on the upward trend, um, for the Steelers. He had 19 targets, um, last week, which is more than any running back since Alvin Kamara a few years ago. So it's all to say Beast. people are looking his way. Right. And we also told you about some wide receiver injuries, um, in, uh, in Pittsburgh. So this guy can run and this guy can catch and the wide receivers are out and seems like a no-brainer get Najee Harris in your lineups ASAP um I also had a note here uh like Zach Moss um Zach Moss I think I may have put him somewhere later in the episode about a uh, sneaky waiver pickup but it's not that sneaky you probably should have been on the waivers and grabbing him you know the Buffalo offense is strong we know this they're kind of more of a running back by committee with him in and Devin Singletary, but Zach Moss has just sort of been outshining him, and I think will continue to outshine him, and Buffalo plays Houston this week. So um, if you have him, play him this week. I think it's an amazing matchup. Um, if for whatever reason he's still available in your league, might want to go snag Zach Moss. Yeah, I, he is available in a number of leagues, and I just took a look. I mean, he's not rostered in too, too many leagues, so definitely go take a look if you need to stream a running back because really that's where we're at in the season. So uh, as a recap, Najee Harris, Derrick Henry, Zach Moss, maybe take a look at Joe Mixon, uh, Mike Davis, who knows. Um, Lots of good running back starts, but we'll have more on our waiver claim section at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. Um, A couple of starts for quarterbacks, Michelle. I, first of all, I struggle with this person's name. And it's not his fault because it's pretty straightforward. But for some reason, I always want to call Taylor Hinky, Taylor Hinky, and it's Taylor Heineke, right? I want to call him Taylor Heineken. Like that's just where my head goes. But that's for maybe a drafts on drafts episode. It's I believe it's Taylor Hinky though. I think Ta- you're right. Taylor Hinky, whatever. Taylor H. Taylor, Taylor H. H. <laughs> Taylor H. currently for filling in for uh, Fitzmagic uh, for the Washington football team. Had a great week last week. Actually, he's, he's had a great two weeks, you know, filling in for uh, Fitzpatrick. That's right. And uh, look, he's got a matchup against Atlanta. We all know how we feel about Atlanta. They're giving up points. Um, and so I just, you know, look, this is not one that probably you have rostered. This could be a stream for this week. We don't know when Fitzpatrick is coming back, but this kid's been playing well. He's got an awesome matchup. Could be worth a stream this week. Um, I actually picked him up in another league where I have a super flex um, where I can actually play two QBs. So he he may not be your starting one. Or who knows? Maybe, look, we've talked about a lot of injuries. There's been a lot of quarterbacks that have gone down. So, um 
look for him to have a good week. Might, might be a one week only, but he's, he's the last two have been great. And this matchup is awesome. I got to agree with that. And speaking of mismatches at the quarterback position for week four, I got to hand it to the Raiders and Derek Carr. He looks really, really great for a potential stream. If you're looking for a quarterback to pick up on those waivers. So Give Derek Carr a look, along with Taylor H. Uh, The Raiders are playing the Chargers this week, so probably a little bit steeper of competition. But here's the honest truth. The Raiders have played on Thursday Night Football already. They've been in the limelight. They are playing super well, and all of their targets are still healthy. So the Wallers of the world are still out there receiving the ball from Derek Carr. Uh, I feel really great about Derek Carr for Week 4. Yeah, they, they throw the ball a lot. Look, that will be a tough matchup, but their their offense is very, very throw-heavy. So uh, I like that call. And uh, and one other one, he had a, he had a bounce-back week last week. Um, Joe Burrow threw for three touchdowns and one interception last week. He's got an amazing matchup um, this week uh, against Jacksonville. So uh, pulling for a, a, a turnaround for Joe Burrow after, after a very sad week, too, with uh, three interceptions. So couple of different names out there obviously you guys know the guy the, the guys that you should be starting but hopefully these could be some uh, some good streamer or super flex options for you in week four i agree i agree let's uh let's keep moving right along here because we do have similar to running backs as always wide receivers very interesting for this week um the one person and i'll talk about him a little bit more when we get to secret streaming at the end of the episode but My one call out for week four is Josh Gordon is back. He is with the Chiefs. I love a wide receiver who is being thrown to by Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) That for me is the stream of week four if you find him available in your league. What do you think, Michelle? I definitely think you should try to pick him up if he's available. Um, It's definitely, it could be a great, you know, play uh, a little bit longer term. I don't know that Andy Reid has confirmed that he will definitely play in week four. So he's not really plug and play quite yet. Um, but if you have the spot and you're willing to wait maybe a couple of weeks, could be a really, really strong play, um, you know, down the line for you. And I agree. When Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback, you know, it's a win-win. Yep. That is my, uh, I, I'm with you on that one. That's for, for this week at least. Uh, I would pick him up and stash him. A uh, couple other names on here who we haven't talked about, but holy crap, Mike Williams has been crushing it. So if you have Mike Williams and you're, yeah, you're a Mike Williams owner, congrats to you. He and Justin Herbert have found quite the rhythm. He had 30, he's got 31 targets through three games. Um, I was reading this stat earlier. His career high is 90, 90 for the season. He's already at 31 targets through three games. So he's getting a lot of looks. He's catching the ball. He's definitely in a rhythm um, with Justin Herbert. So if you're a Mike Williams owner, you're playing him, uh, no ifs, ands, or buts. He shouldn't be a flex. He should be a wide receiver number one this week. Another one that's obvious, and we shouldn't have to tell you this, and you're probably already starting him, but I just feel like we have to talk about him because he's crushing it, Cooper Cup. I, he literally has, like, the most fantasy points in all of fantasy other than a few quarterbacks. So, like, again, more of, like, a congratulations Cooper Cup Um owners you're obviously playing him but just an impressive impressive start for him hey and you know what maybe a good one you know for uh for dfs like he's definitely expensive but he delivers he delivers that's so right that 
little bit little bit obvious, but you know what? Sometimes it's fun to shoot out, you know, some of these obvious guys and uh, let you know how good they're doing and just say, hey, owners of these guys, you did a good job. You did a good job. You know, as it pertains to doing a good job, I know that it's been hard for a lot of fantasy owners right now to find a tight end who's doing a good job. It's, it's It's been slim pickings. I mean, I will say, if we want to move right along to tight ends here, uh, I was wrong about uh, about George Kittle. And last week was <laughs> a pretty good week for George Kittle. So mea culpa, week three went better than I thought. And no, I will not be dropping George Kittle as I was... Uh, as I was threatening him because he he did win my win my game last week for fantasy. Maybe it worked. So, maybe your maybe, maybe your threats from afar worked. So you know, uh, Grant, you Grant Kittle, uh, George Kittle, <laughs> exactly. There you go. George Kittle uh, owners can uh, rejoice with you um, and say thank you for uh, threatening him on the air last week. <laughs> well, not everyone is lucky enough to have a George Kittle. So I have two takes on who to stream for tight ends this week. The first one, Michelle, I mean, you already kind of alluded to this, talking about Zach Moss to pick up in the running back spot. I also would probably uh, recommend picking up Dawson Knox for the Bills because uh, they're going to have a good week against Houston. It's exactly what you said earlier. Um, Devin Singletary not looking so great. I think Zach Moss for running back is going to look great. And Dawson Knox for tight end is going to also see a lot more targets, hopefully, uh, against a, a less imposing team like Houston. So that's probably, um, that's the first one I was looking at. I also have noticed that a lot of people, if you pay attention to those transaction trends in, if you're on Yahoo, or I'm sure there's something similar for ESPN or NFL, wherever you're playing your fantasy, um, look out for transaction trends. And one of the biggest ones for week four is Dalton Schultz and the Cowboys. The Cowboys are looking alive. Zeke is, you know, eating everybody's lunch. And along with that, Dalton Schultz looks really, really good. If you tuned in for uh, their Monday Night Football game, you probably caught how many catches that he had. Um, So I'm happy to see them thriving. I think they look really great. I would pick up Dalton Schultz if you're looking for a tight end. Yeah, I dig it. I dig both of those calls. And and as it relates to the Bills, if you have any of their pass catchers, you're playing them, including Dawson Knox this week. That's right. That's right. Um, All right, let's round out our starts and talk about defense. Did you stream a defense this week? I did not stream a defense this week. I am still riding the Buffalo train. I have Buffalo playing Houston. You've already heard us talk about this matchup a few times on the offensive end. I feel the same way on the defensive end. Um, The Bills D struggled a little bit for me last week against uh, Washington, giving up uh, 21 points. But again, we've talked about this Houston offense. I don't feel good for them. So I am not streaming a D this week. I am holding strong with my Buffalo Bills. Okay. I I love to hear that you can hold strong. I think, and we'll get to this in the sit segment, but I think I've got to drop my defense. I'll, I'll reveal who that is as we get further along here, but I think I may have to stream a D this week. I'm between two defenses. Um, the Colts against the Miami Dolphins, which I think is a great matchup for them. Actually, I think I may stream the Colts, but 
I don't know how that's going to play out necessarily. Uh, a second option that I've been considering personally is uh, Dallas is available in most leagues and not rostered. Uh, Carolina in week four is who they're playing. They have a sleepy, hurt team, in my opinion. Uh, they're struggling this week specifically. So Dallas D could be another good one to stream for week four. I mean, I my advice to you and those out there would be, yes, the, 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 the Christian McCaffrey injury is tough, but let us remember that Carolina is 3-0. and They have been playing well, um, uh, and Dallas has also been playing well. So if, if I'm you, Kate, or maybe someone else similar to you, I like where you were headed with the, uh, with, with the Colts against Miami as your, as your D stream. Yeah. Okay. I love it. So lock that in. If you're looking to stream a D, you heard it here first, folks. Michelle says Indianapolis. That's the way to go. Steer your ship <laughs> hey, towards no, Indy. <laughs> no crystal ball. I'm just saying that one seems to be a better potential stream instead of Dallas versus Carolina. But no crystal ball, as we know. Never, never crystal ball. Um, since we're talking about defenses and I'm sitting mine, why don't we uh, – why don't we get in, into sitting them? Um, can I switch it up and start with defenses to sit? Just to like shake up the, shake it up, shake up the episode. You do you. Go for it. I'm, 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 I'm audibling. I'm audibling. <laughs> okay, here we are. Um, defenses to sit. I would say New England is my big problem right now. We went in super bullish to this season saying stream New England, pick up New England early in the year. Um, Week three, they put down a goose egg, Michelle. And this week, like we talked about at the top of the show, they have the Bucks. What do I do? I think I'm sitting them, and I think I'm streaming Indy over New England. What would you tell New England owners to do? I would have to agree with you. This is a really tough matchup for them this week. Um, they did not do well at all against the Rams last week. I think this matchup against... Um, Tampa Bay is going to be just as bad, if not worse, for them. So I would tend to agree with you. I definitely wouldn't be playing the Patriots' defense. Um, Indy has a better matchup when you look at it defensively. The only thing I, other thing I would say, though, you know, for for uh, New England is, you know, the rest of the their schedule isn't too terrible. Like they have Miami, Philly, Chicago. Like their upcoming schedule is like kind of mediocre. So I, I hate the notion of carrying mm -hmm. two defenses, but just, I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one. I know. I know. I'm sitting on that one. That one, that one hurts a little bit, but I think I'll probably, I think I'm probably leaning towards dropping them, but there is a world where storing them is a good move. So yeah, I hear you on that one. And speaking of unwise decisions, I've seen a lot of you sliding into our DMs and asking us, is it unwise to start the Bengals? Uh, I, I personally would say yes. Do not start the Bengals D if you have anything you can do about it, you know? Um, I would not advise it. That being said, I mean, what do you think? Against Jacksonville? Against Jacksonville? First of all, why not I against Jacksonville? I wouldn't advise it. I wouldn't not advise it. Jacksonville has got a lot of losses in their in their column right now, and a rookie QB that's not settling in very well. So I don't see a bad I don't see it bad to play Cincy defense Ugh. against Jacksonville. But you get but guess what? It's a moot point because as you're listening to this, that Thursday night game has already that's been played. True. 
That's true. It is a moot point. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> We're recording this before this game even happens. So I guess uh, despite not having a crystal ball, we can't be wrong on this one. So <laughs> let's move. Let's move right along. I've just seen a lot of people asking about that. And if I advised you the wrong way, then so be it. No crystal ball. Um, more importantly, who to sit in terms of running backs. Now, I'm going to start before before I kick it to you, Michelle. I'm just going to start with uh, Devin Singletary because the theme of this episode seems to be the Buffalo Bills. And if there's any weak link to me, it seems to be Devin Singletary. I would sit him this week. Um, I think that the Zach Mosses and the Dawson Knoxes and obviously like the Stefan Diggs of the world are going to get way more action than the little piecemeal carries that Devin Singletary's had. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm 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 veering in the in the direction of Zach Moss, so uh, you know, I I, I I tend to agree with you here. And in 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 similar terms, you know, I was riding the uh, the Tyson train real hard in the beginning of the season, and that seems to have tapered off um, over in Baltimore. And so I I advise uh, I unfortunately have to advise owners of Tyson Williams to sit him this week. Oh God, that one hurts. Yeah, but. As always, that's that's the nature of streaming is you have them for two weeks and then you move on to the next. So there's there's plenty of that. I mean, there also is plenty of that, unfortunately, in one of the most streamed positions that we that we use. And that's that's our quarterbacks. And I uh, I don't think Justin Fields had the most stellar start to his career in the NFL. What I, I again, I, I think he's a sit this week. I know he 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 is, and I was I was super excited about him getting his his first start. I didn't like Andy Dalton. Then Andy Dalton got hurt. I thought this was going to be the moment that Justin Fields could settle in. Doesn't mean that he can't be a good quarterback, but that is definitely not the way you want to start. Also, not for nothing, like Matt Nagy and and Chicago, like y'all just need to figure out what the hell's going on because you 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 can't figure out quarterbacks, you can't figure out winning, you just can't figure it out. And and so yeah, it makes Justin Fields owners like. I went on a long shot on him. Thankfully, I didn't play him last week, but I went on a long shot just drafting him, so I had him because I really thought he would take over, but it just seems like a mess over there in Chicago. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, as does, I mean, I would say that the the Broncos actually look really great under Teddy Bridgewater. They are 3-0, and as we noted earlier in the episode. Now, Teddy B is not really stringing together a heck of a lot of fantasy points, though. And so he was an earlier stream, I think, week one or week two, uh, that I had kind of thrown out into the ether. I think this week, though, Michelle, for me, Teddy B is a sit. And I hate to say it because I love him, but uh, he's not my start this week. I swapped in my uh, QB1 and Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I mean, he's just got a tough matchup against Baltimore this week. He's he's definitely slinging the ball, but did not do it last week against the Jets. They really beat the Jets kind of on the ground. Um, and so, yeah, when you look at that, uh, look, Teddy B still an awesome quarterback um, to have, but uh, this is a rough matchup against uh, Baltimore this week. Oh, for so. sure. I think that's a sit in my book as well. All right. All right. Well, now you know who to sit and uh, we'll get to who to stream for quarterbacks, but now you know who to sit. And uh, again, hot button topic, but wide receivers to sit. I have two big names that I am feeling like are sits this week. Um, One of which, both of which I would say are, the fly a little bit under the radar, and I'm not sure how either of these trends really happened, but primarily 
KJ Osborne on the Vikings. I'm I'm not loving it, and uh, I don't think that I personally would start him for Week Four. He's kind of he's on the lower edge of my totem pole for wide receivers. I would give him the sit, even though he's been a really hot topic for a lot of fantasy owners. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, folks to throw it to over there. Um, I, I can't say I've been following the uh, KJ Osborne train, to be honest with you. No. <laughs> oh no! How would you not? No, I, <laughs> I, I nor would I expect you to. Um, similarly, I mean, I haven't really been following along with Brian Edwards, but I think that might have been a flash in the pan too over on the Raiders. As good as the Raiders look, there are tons of targets, and I don't think that he is the one who is actually getting the ball. So that's another like uh, that's another wide receiver that I would probably advise sitting this week, unless anybody has a reason that they would start him. It's not for me, not for me, Michelle. Got it. Steer clear of him. <laughs> Any other wide receivers you'd throw in that mix to just sit them? Um, I mean, you know, I, I'm uh, I'm really feeling good about Arizona's, you know, offense overall, but Christian Kirk is a little hit or miss. If you have him, maybe he's worth a flex, but he's probably not worth a wide receiver one or wide receiver two um, this week. Uh, another one, I mean, Kenny Galladay, like he's banged up. There's other people getting banged up over there. Danny Dimes, we thought was going to be going back to Danny Pennies, but or Danny Pennies was we were hoping was going to be Danny Dimes, but then I feel like he went back to Danny Pennies. So I'm not feeling so great about the uh, the Giants pass catchers anymore. So um, he might be one to uh, to avoid as well. And then one that's just like a huge question mark for me, you know, that could be a bust or could be a start, and I, I didn't know where to put him in this section. Is you know with some of these injuries that we're talking about in in Pittsburgh, like is this the week that Chase Claypool finally steps up. I mean, they are playing Green Bay, so that's a little bit tricky, but there's a lot of guys banged up over there. So it's weird. I kind of want to say he's a bust, but also he could be the the best wide receiver start this week there. I don't know. It's that one's such a toss up Mm. for me. Uh, If our, if our uh, listeners feel one way or another, please do tell us after you listen to this, because I just don't know. I don't know about that one. (sighs) I mean, there has to be a world where he steps up eventually, right? Like now is now is a good time as ever if they're playing up against the uh, against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, hey, I... you, you would hope so, but he's he needs a he needs a, a little more confidence, um, and so we'll see if uh, if if he can get that. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, We shall see. And uh, speaking of the Green Bay Packers, we've got somebody else's name in our mouth that we have in our mouth every freaking episode. But if we're talking tight ends now to to sit this week, uh, Robert Tanyan, he's very touch and go having to do with uh, with actually catching a touchdown. So he this week could could be a sit could be a sit i would not be surprised like to your to your point about chase claypool being a bust tanyan potentially being a bust i would not be surprised at all if the green bay uh green bay steelers game uh they kept the ball on the ground the whole time and there wasn't a whole lot of throwing the ball so i don't know if tanyan's gonna see a whole lot of looks there yeah he's super touchdown dependent so that's where it makes you a little nervous with him yeah, that's right. 
That's right. Um, who else you got for tight ends that the people should know about sitting? Uh, I mean, we just talked about this a little bit. Uh, I was very excited for Evan Ingram to return to the field uh, for the Giants last week. They played Atlanta. It let me down. Um, he really did nothing. And so uh, I would beware of, uh, you know, Evan Ingram and, and the Giants, uh, you know, this week as well. That was, that was a bummer in my book. I really thought he was poised for a, for a good comeback. And, and like I said, Danny was looking good and, I don't know, then just wasn't. So uh, I'm, I'm probably steering clear of Evan Ingram this week. I'm just steering clear of the Giants. Sorry, Giants fans. <laughs> I tried to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, I'm I really too. not a huge Giants fan at all, but I was just trying to pay respect where respect was due when, when Danny started throwing the ball and looking pretty good. And it's just, it, it's not reliable at this point is how I really feel. Yeah, how many weeks in a row have we gone hot on Giants receivers and running backs and it just and now tight ends, it just doesn't pay off people. Don't start Giants, not right it's now. It's true. It's true. Well, we started this section with uh defenses which we don't normally do, so I think we're now done with Sidum. That's the end of Sidum. That that does mark the end of week 4. Sit em. But that does not mark the end of this episode, to be very clear. We still have the coveted end of episode segment for waiver wire pickups for this week. Who you got? So, uh, Emmanuel Sanders um, on, as you said, I didn't even realize this was the case, but the theme here is apparently the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders was on fire last week. Um, they have an amazing matchup, as we discussed this week against Houston. He was available in a lot of leagues. Um, I was able to snag him. I put in a waiver claim from him, for him and was able to get him. And I love him. I loved him last season. And I'm so glad to see that he is settling in in Buffalo and that he's getting the looks. And I love this uh, I love this matchup against um, Houston, as I've said. Look, not huge yards, to be fair, nine, 94 yards, but he got six targets and five catches, which means Josh Allen knows that he can throw him the ball and he will catch it, and two of those catches were touchdowns. So there's there's definitely some trust starting to be built uh, between those two, and with a matchup against Houston, um, I hope that Emmanuel Sanders can uh, continue to you know get those targets. Love that pickup. I love that sneaky stash. I have uh, I have one for you. Actually, two, but they kind of lead directly into each other. I, I know that as of this week, and maybe by the time you're hearing this episode, like I said, we're recording this midweek, so this may have already come to a head. Uh, but Marlon Mack, as of early this week, had negotiated with the Colts that he is ready to be a free agent and is being released into the world to potentially sign uh, with another team. So I would keep an eye on Marlon Mack and see where he goes after the Colts. Uh, along the same lines, I would take a look at the remaining running backs in Indianapolis because uh, Jonathan Taylor will get even more looks and the entire team will just, as always, if you lose one running back, there's uh, there's more rock to spread. So Keep an eye on Marlon Mack and also keep an eye on the Colts and see if you can snag anybody given his departure. I will say last but not least on my end is, you know, we led the episode um, talking about the Christian McCaffrey um, injury 
it, it doesn't look like they're going to put him on IR. So, you know, Christian McCaffrey uh, owners can, you know, keep their fingers and toes crossed and put him in that, in, in you know, hold, hold him on your lineups. But the name that I keep seeing, you know, pop up, and I swear I've never seen this name until this week, is Chubba Hubbard, which honestly just saying it sounds funny. Like, it doesn't sound like a real name. I feel like I'm saying it wrong. I feel like it rhymes. I don't know. But this guy picked up some carries, you know, after uh, McCaffrey left the game. I know they also have Mike Davis. I, I, I just don't know. Like, a lot of people are going and claiming him because they're so dependent on their run game. I just don't know. I, I feel like Carolina might change up, you know, the way that they're playing a little bit without McCaffrey. They do have Mike Davis, who, uh, you know, has some more uh, experience ahead of him. Um, but – a lot of a lot a lot of a lot of people have been talking about picking up and streaming Chubba Hubbard for um, at least the next couple of weeks, knowing that Christian McCaffrey is out. But every time I say his name, I feel silly. How am I <laughs> supposed to take you seriously when you're I'm, yelling I'm at me to take Chubba Hubbard? Chubba Hubbard. I, I, I can't take. That's Ow. all I'm hearing myself say is like Chubba Hubba. <laughs> like that's what I feel like I'm saying, and I can't take myself Chubba seriously Hubba. either. But I. We couldn't go through this whole episode without mentioning him because of the McCaffrey injury and because people are flocking to the waivers to pick him up and because his name is Chubba Hubbard. I'm sorry. I just, it's funny. It actually, his parents, it actually, his parents are mean. Like your last name's Hubbard. Why would you name the poor kid Chubba? Like just, just, just mean. Why'd you do that to him? Well, he couldn't choose his last name, but they certainly did choose his first name. And so perhaps the, as we wrap this episode up, Michelle, maybe the, Maybe the takeaway given Chubba Hubbard is don't take yourself too seriously, everybody. Just don't take yourselves too seriously. Don't take your teams too seriously. Go out there. Give it your best. But it is fantasy after all, so we're supposed to be having fun here. Um, before we sign off for this week, anything else you want to leave these dear, dear listeners with in their earballs before we head off into our fourth week of this NFL season? Uh, everyone else that's three and O rock on. And I hope that, uh, next time we speak to you, you're still undefeated. And so am I. That's right. Hit us up as always. If you have any questions for setting your lineups in the 11th hour, as you're going into Saturday and Sunday, but until next week, best of luck to those of you who are three and O all the way down to O and three, pick up those W's and we will see you on Monday morning for the huddle. <laughs>